Illegal aliens are pouring over the border, breaking another record for September. The question we have to ask is, why not cross the border illegally? They sh- I don't blame them. A leftist group is practically giving away land in Texas. We'll talk about that. And we avert another existential threat, despite the efforts of Democrats. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. You know, I was thinking this weekend, I was listening to Joe Biden talk again, and he was talking once again about uh, democracy dying and the end of democracy. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, he's right. He's absolutely right. This week, last week, they were talking about getting rid of now furnaces. Yeah, I know. It, it just never ends. So the first thing I, I, I saw this, he wants to get, let's see. Let, let, let's go through the list of what Joe Biden wants to get rid of. He wants to get rid of furnaces now, ceiling fans, air conditioner, refrigerators, cars, buses, planes, uh, ovens, stoves, probably toasters. I'm going to say toasters. So he wants to get rid of just about everything in life that is, I mean, almost necessary. And the first thing I thought of is, you know something, I, I tweeted this, I said, just leave us alone. Leave us alone. Stop trying to ruin our lives. Stop trying to bring us back to the 18th century. Because that's essentially what he's trying to do. And then I realized, you know something, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, we voted for this. Remember, 81 million people voted for Joe Biden? By the way, I don't believe that. I don't think 81 people voted for Joe Biden. Okay, but we did. We voted for this. So that is democracy. Democracy is, we voted for tyranny. We voted to be sent back to the 18th century. We voted for this incompetence. So maybe Joe Biden is right. Maybe if we don't sit back and we don't get rid of stoves, we don't get rid of air conditioner, we don't get rid of furnaces and ceiling fans, maybe Joe Biden is absolutely correct. We are ending democracy because that's what the people voted for. So, you know, we're not doing, we're not doing what the people voted for, because everybody knew this he was going to do crap like this, that the climate was going to be the main thing. People voted, and unlike a lot of people, yeah, I didn't vote for him. I don't say he's not my president. Yeah, he's the president of the United States. I didn't vote for him. So whatever happens, this is what you guys have made up your mind. Maybe by by not allowing him to change the Constitution and get rid of guns and get rid of disinformation, which basically means free speech, we are, I am impeding on democracy. I am destroying democracy because people voted to get rid of guns. People voted to get rid of furnaces. People voted to get rid of air conditionings and get rid of gas stoves, get rid of cars, get rid of planes, get rid of travel. Maybe we did vote for that. Maybe... I am averting, getting rid of, destroying democracy by not wanting to get rid of this stuff because people voted for this. 
Because you had to know that if you voted for Joe Biden, this was the shit you're going to get. You had to know it. So maybe this destroying democracy, he's right. The question is, what's going to happen when he gets rid of voting? And it won't be Joe Biden. Joe Biden's got about 15 minutes to live. He's, he's not going to be around much longer. But what about Gavin Newsom? What about Kamala Harris? We already know what they're about. When is it they're going to get rid of the 22nd Amendment? Um, I think that's the amendment where a president can only serve two terms. What's going to happen when they get rid of that? Maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe destroying democracy means we're voting to destroy democracy. Just a thought. Okay, let's get to our dumbass of the day. Okay, so I almost, I was this close. I'm not kidding you. I was this close for deeming myself dumbass of the day. Now, that's not because I said something purely stupid. That's not it. It's just what I did would have been stupid. So, this is the third week of NFL football. Or fourth week, excuse me. And I decided in the summer, because there was a discount, to get a subscription to the NFL Network. Now, I do this normally. I have a subscription to the NHL because I watch a lot of sports. I I have a subscription to NHL. I have a subscription to MLB because I watch a lot of baseball. And I, I, I watch a lot of hockey to my wife's chagrin. But I do watch a lot of sports. So I decided, you know, I, I really like to watch football. Well, here's the problem. Um, football, the quality of football has been going downhill for a really long time. And the first three weeks of the season, I could not find a football game that was worth watching. Thank God for this weekend. This weekend, finally, I had a reason to watch the NFL. I watched... I believe it was five games. Four of them were off the NFL network. And I switched between the games. It was great. I've got a game running in the background right now. Because there were some very good games. So I want to thank the NFL players for at least making it that, okay, I wasn't a complete dumbass to get this NFL ticket. Uh, Because I got to tell you, if this weekend had sucked... Like every other weekend before it, I would have said to myself, my God, what did I even think of? Okay, so let's get to the real dumbass of the day. And here's a winner. And of course, this dumbass of the day is, is white supremacy again. We haven't, we haven't heard anything about white supremacy in a while, which is awesome. So let, let's, let's listen to this broad, and what she finds is obviously white supremacist. This is not common sense. It's unexamined white supremacy. Take the time to ask yourself why you find less fat and more muscle attractive. But I agree it might be better for our mental health to be in smaller bodies because then we face less individual and systemic fat phobia. So if you care about the mental health of fat people, unpack your anti-fat bias. 
because this type of comment helps no one. And of course, she's a fat chick. So here, here's the thing with this whole, this broad. Essentially, again, that's one of the things with, with these fat phobia people. First off, they're all fat and they're trying to excuse their fatness. And they're trying to dump the problem, not on the fact that they can't lose weight or they don't even want to make the effort to lose weight. Because a lot of these people who bitch and moan about being fat, uh, they're fat because they decide they don't, they want to be fat. They want to eat like horses. You go on TikTok and you just type, type in fat activists. They're all over the place. They're all eating and they're proud of it. And then they're throwing on these little, and then they say, well, it's you who has the muscle who is thin, who goes to the gym, that actually has the problem. It's not me. I'm perfect because I, there's more of me to be perfect. See, don't, don't shock yourself if there's going to be, and this is going to be a stretch. I, I do have to admit, this is going to be a stretch. But don't be shocked if one day we hear that gyms are now trying to be banned. They're trying to ban gyms. I mean, we just talked five minutes. It's democracy right? It's democracy. We voted for this. What makes you think that if we're going to ban stoves, we're going to ban things that are, have become not luxuries, but necessities like air conditioning and furnaces? Let's not, let's not think that they won't start banning things that are actually luxuries like gyms. So why is this unheard of? And this fat phobia thing it's really getting legs. I think it's being seen as more legitimate than, let's say, let's say the trans thing. Because obviously men can't be women. Everyone knows that. But hey, sometimes fat people can't be thin. That's a rarity. And typically we know how to do that, how to fix that problem. These people just don't want to fix that problem. But who's to say that they're not going to be the new victim class? They might get in there. They might fit just before, just under black, non-binary, trans people. Fat, maybe that's where they'll fit in. Okay, so anyway, yeah, no, she's an idiot. Keep going to the gym. Just don't listen to this. Okay, well, here, here's some news, and I don't know why this is shocking news. It's, it's beginning to cool down a little bit. Um, the border is wide open. I don't know why this is big, shocking news. Uh, it, it's, it's, this, this, this news goes away. It, this news goes away for about three, four months. It always does. And it'll come back for about a month. And then it'll go back down again. We won't hear about it. And by the way, the reason we didn't hear a lot about this is not because this was not an issue. We didn't hear about this because... Uh, the border illegal border crossings actually went down. And when I say it went down, it went down to 150,000, 100,000 a month. But now we're back up to over 200,000 a month. And so suddenly we got a big issue. Again, I, again, you got to understand, this has been a big issue since Biden took White House. We had 32,000 illegal crossings a month when, when Trump left office, which was still high. And then we went slowly to 100,000 to 200,000. It's been a pro it's been a problem since Biden took office, but people don't want to talk about it too much. 
Well, now we're breaking records and we've got to talk about it again. According to the New York Post, a record-setting number of migrants crossed the southern border into the United States in September with over 260,000 encounters reported by Customs and Border Protection in the last 30 days. Uh, the stunning figure, which is, that's by the way, that's about 8,700 people crossing a day. The threshold that we can handle, according to CBD, CBP, is 8,700, and we are at, or is 7,000, and we are at 8,700. A couple times in September, we surpassed 10,000. So just, just to keep, just to keep track here. Now, the record, I'm going to go over this. The record was 252,000 last December. It went down to around 100 to 150,000 a day. Mind you, this is a month, okay? 150,000 people crossing the border. That's a lot of people. But we didn't see it as a lot of people because we were used to 230,000. That was the average at one point during the Biden administration was 230,000 people cross a quarter million crossing the uh, the border illegally a month. And that's just what we know about. The people who escaped, we don't know about. As a matter of fact, it's been reported that these cartels, the cartels will actually send people over the border to get caught so they can sneak other people around the captured illegals. So you got to figure it's probably between 500 and a million a month that are crossing the border. Absolutely incredible. But uh, according to Joe Biden, there is no issue at the border. Absolutely none. Now, what amazes me is now you've got New York, you've got, Illa, you've got Chicago, New York, the, the Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York has now said, hey, we need to close the border. She's actually said it. We need to close the border. We need to send illegals back over the border. She's saying this. And this was a sanctuary state. The sanctuary state is getting 1,000 people a month, and they can't handle it. Texas is getting 8,700 a day, and they're screaming. And they're saying, hey, we're having major issues. No one's paying attention. Now, Kathy Hochul is paying attention? Kathy Hochul is saying all oh, 1000 a month is killing New York? And, and we got to pay attention to her? Absolutely incredible. Yeah, this is not going anywhere. All right. Speaking of uh, the world is going to end and another existential threat, another existential threat has been averted this weekend. And that is the government shutdown. That's right. You probably, your mail would have been late. It would have gotten there on Tuesday instead of Monday. And uh, the everybody would have had to get paid next month instead of this month. And they would have just gotten bigger checks. Yeah, that that's what's been happening. Uh, that was averted. Uh, here is, but I, I just love the, I love the hyperbole of the Democrats, which by the way, the hyperbole of the Democrats is important because that enters our next story because apparently we needed to end this whole thing. We needed to end the government shutdown before it even began because the world would have ended. But meanwhile, Democrats didn't want the world to end and tried to stop the vote. We'll get to that in a second. 
So here's Rosa DeLaro, a purple hair and all, saying that people will actually die if they shut down the government. And, and by the way, who, who elects these people? But de democracy dies in darkness if we don't, if we do not hire these idiots and let them run our entire lives. We will all die. So let's listen to this, Broad. It gets cold in the wintertime in South Dakota, but the gentleman is happy to see 24,000 individuals not get energy assistance, low-income heating assistance. So there may be taking up a collection of hats and coats and gloves, etc., because they're not going to get their LIHEAP benefits in a cold climate. With that, I reserve. You know, I'm going to throw something out there that I, I, I really... She basically just proved my point when we talk about government assistance and we talk about how the government runs. She basically proved my point. And my point is, don't trust the government. We We... Every time something goes wrong, we trust the government that's gonna that the government is gonna save us. And then the government always Fs it up. And this is a broad who sits there and says, Oh, we have a disaster, let's say in Maui. Give me more power and give me more money. Because climate change, right? That's a thing. And this just proves you can't trust. And of course, then the government Fs it up. They waste the money. Companies they invest in end up going under, bankrupt, things like that. And then they say, well, that's because of climate change or another disaster you need to give us. Or How about this? Don't trust the government for your heat. Don't trust the government because they'll F it up. And they always do. And she basically is just proving the point. She's saying, oh, these people are all going to freeze to death because of, by the way, the irony is people in South Dakota need government energy funds to keep their furnaces going. And then she doesn't see the irony is the day before the Biden administration put out, they want to get rid of furnaces. Don't, don't look at the irony there. Okay. Because this is just the, the hip, hypocrisy of the democratic party. That's what it is. But the main point I want to throw out there is that don't trust the government because the government will always F up. Okay, now let's let's just get something straight. This is not a big deal. The government shutdown would not have been a big deal. The world would not end. A few services would be suspended. Hell, the service some of the services that wouldn't have been suspended are like parks. This stuff would not have been suspended if it weren't for parks. So it, it's not that big. Maybe the mail would have been late. Social Security would have gotten Social Security. The military, which gets fed. The military, which base gets housed. These guys don't have to do a damn thing. Guess what? They would have gotten paid. They would have gotten paid. It's just they would have gotten bigger checks later on. So all this stuff, this pearl clutching, it's all crap. Calm down. Everybody's going to get their money. It's just, it's going to be a little later and it's going to be in a bigger check. So knock it off.
All right. But the United States, they decided to, the government, they decided let's, let's end it. So the Senate came up with a plan. They voted on it. They got it 88 to 9. Nine guys who didn't want it were the ultra-conservative folks because the ultra-conservative folks do not want to spend money, which I, I don't blame them, but you guys do not have a you guys do not have a lead in the in the Senate. You do not have the presidency. So therefore, you're going to have to make a deal. There's just no ifs, what's, or how's about it. Then it got taken to the House. The House did vote for it. Again, it was kind of close, but the House did pass it. I think 335 to 209, so it was close. And now the government has is, is been diverted. The government shutdown has been diverted for a month because essentially this is just a continuing resolution. Did everyone get the, what they wanted? Of course not. Uh, the Democrats did not get funding for Ukraine. That's something that's really weird. The Democrats were fighting for funding for Ukraine to be put into the government shutdown bill, the funding of the government bill. Why is funding for Ukraine? Why does that have anything to do with keeping our government open. Well, let's face it. Ukraine is Ukraine's our real is the real country here. The United States is not. So Democrats didn't get what they wanted. The idea was McCarthy, who is the Speaker of the House, was going to or was going to set up. Hey, you want to fund Ukraine? We do different bills outside of the American government funding. And McCarthy did not get any security for the border. See, that's what Democrats really care about. They care about funding of Ukraine, FR border. They don't care about that. Okay, so both both lost. Nobody won this. Nobody won this negotiation. Is essentially what happened. Well, the Democrats, and I had to look this up. The Democrats were really upset about not funding Ukraine, especially the far leftist Democrats. They were really upset about it. And they were upset about another thing. There was another reason why Democrats wanted this to, to continue on is because then they could blame Republicans. I personally think that is exactly what the Democrats wanted. They wanted to be able to blame Republicans. So they, want, they didn't want this vote taking place because they knew this vote was going to pass. And so they decided to they decided to do something that would slow the vote down and and they did. This is what they did. Crazy. Yep. That's right. They set off the fire alarms. Jamal Bowman, one of the more denser version of a representative in the house decided to set off an alarm. Now <laughs> he walked in and they've got it all on video. We've got pictures of it. There's not a lot of shock as to who did this. He walked in, he pulled the alarm, the alarm went off. They had to clear the, the, they had to clear Congress. It took about two hours before they, they started to vote again. But he went in and he shut the alarm. According to Postmillennial, far-left Representative Jamal Bowman was seen pulling the fire alarm at the House building on Saturday as Democrats were attempting to impede the vote on a Republican backstop gap spending bill. Footage captured showed the alarms ringing 
in the U.S. Capitol. Bowman was caught triggering the alarm on camera. Quote, this is the United States Congress, not a New York high school. To pull a fire alarm to disrupt proceedings when we are trying to draft legislation to avert a shutdown is pathetic. Even for members of of the socialist squad, Representative Nicole Miltakis, Republican New York, posted on X, formerly Twitter. Yes, this is this is insane. These guys, listen, you just had Rosa, whatever her name is, sit there and bitch and moan that people were going to die if the government shut down. And then you got Jamal Bowman. And by the way, old Representative Rosa, she's as much a communist as Jamal Bowman. I just think she wanted the government. She just wanted Ukraine funded. I'm sure she, if someone asks her, she'll be the first one to say, oh, he didn't do it on purpose. It was an accident. I, did he go, they go out and, and avert the, and stop the actual, stop the actual, uh, stop the actual procedure to fund the government. So Jamal, Jamal Bowman, I mean, he came up with a statement. He had to, he's in trouble. Here's a newsflash. What he did was a felony. He could be facing, in my understanding, he could be facing two felonies here. One from the federal government. I believe one of them is from the city. So he he is looking at felonies here. So congressional, here's the statement he released. I want to personally clear up the confusion surrounding today's events. I love this the way they do this. It's not that I want to explain myself. It's you guys seem to be confused as to what happened. Today, as I was rushing to make a vote, I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not be would not open. By the way, um, that door had a big sign on it said, door is locked in case of emergency. And the door only unlocks when there is an emergency. And there's, a, there's two, not one, two big red signs. And according to a bunch of uh, uh, representatives there, no, that door is never opened. It's only there for emergencies. Continuing, I'm embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. I regret regret this sincerely. And uh, I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion caused. Okay, they showed pictures of the fire alarm right next to the door. And do you know what the fire alarm says on it? It's big, it's red, and it says fire. And it says push in, pull out. So it wasn't like there was a button there that all he had to do was push like the handicap buttons you have to open doors. This, you had to make a specific movement to set off the fire alarm. So right off the bat, and it's very clear, this is a fire alarm. You can't miss it. So let's let's continue with a statement. But I want to be very clear, this was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. It was the exact opposite. I was trying urgently to get to a vote which I ultimately did and joined my colleagues in bipartisan support to keep their government open. I also met after the vote with the sergeant at arms and the Capitol Police at their request and explained what had happened. In other words, nothing's going to happen of this. That's essentially what that means. Nothing's going to happen. They're all going to kiss and hug and say those evil Republicans, which we'll get to. They, they did that already, but we'll, we'll get more. I, my hope is that no one will make more of this than it is. You mean two felonies? 
Yeah, I think we're going to make more out of it than it is. I am working hard every day, including today, to do my job, to do it well, and deliver to my, for my constituents. Peace and love. Okay, first off, this is all bullshit. He did this on purpose. This is the weakest statement you can come out. It was caught on video. He looked like he was doing He knew exactly what he... And here's the kicker. The door was to his right. He was facing left when he pulled this stuff. He was actually turned away from the door. He didn't think this was opening a door. He knew this was setting off an alarm. The video shows it. It's not rocket science to see all this crap. It is all BS. All right. So, again, a lot of people had things to say. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, of course, had something to say about it. And this poor bastard, he is taking it so much Matt Gates is after him like he farted in church. It, this guy, this poor guy, he made the deal he could make. But they still are hunting. By the way, Matt Gates is a moron. There's actually talk they want to expel him. There's this is all before an election. You're going to have Republicans fighting before an election. I just like to get a bat and beat the shit out of some people sometimes. I'm not making an over threat to anybody here. Just it's just all this this stuff is so stupid. It's bad politics. It's stupid. These people are all effing stupid. Anyway, here's what Matt Gates had to say about Jamal Bowman pulling the alarm. I was really appalled watching Democrats' actions today to delay it to get to a shutdown. But when we found that an individual elected to Congress would pull a fire alarm. That's a new low. We watched how people have been treated if they've done something wrong in this Capitol. It'll be interesting to see how he is treated on what he was trying to obstruct when it came to the American public. Well, we pretty much know how he's going to be treated. We know what's going to come about of this whole thing. We'll talk a little bit more because I'm going to have some opinions. But the fact is, hey, here's a newsflash. I don't think he, this goes away. I think this is a major issue. I think even Democrats know this is a major issue. That when you have, and by the way, Jamal Bowman, he's known for this crap. He is one of these guys. He is a showman. He's a drama queen. He does this crap all the time. So let's let's not fake that this guy is just, oh, this was... Just a little thing that the Democrats know. This is this is crap he does all the time. He he does this. And and Democrats know this is going to be a problem. And we'll talk about why it's going to be a problem in a second. But Democrats know that this was wrong. This is a problem. They're not going to be able to ignore it. And you could tell they know this because Hakeem Jeffries was asked about this. And he answered in a way that was like, oh my God. I can't believe this is an issue. Listen. Are you concerned about the accusation that Congressman Jamal Bowman is accused of pulling a fire alarm in a congressional office building? And what are the next steps here? I haven't seen the video. Until I see the video, I'll have no further comment. Dude, the video was on social media 15 minutes after it happened. Yeah, no, he saw the video. He saw the video. He knows exactly what happened. It, everything that this guy is right now saying is bullshit. He knows what happened. 
he doesn't even know how to how to how to respond to this. Okay, there is no way he can know how to respond to this. January 6th. Hello. This is pretty much the same thing. Isn't this what they've been complaining about for the last three years? Stopping democratic processes? January 6th, you know what's ironic? What's what's cool? What's funny? January 6th stopped the process of certifying the vote in 2021. Do you know how long they'd stop the process? Two hours. How long did Bowman's stunt stop the process? Two hours. And according to Democrats, this is a huge problem. Uh, you, the funding of the government. Huge problem. And these guys stopped it. Yeah, Democrats do not know how to respond to it. I mean, you know they're going to. So AOC, of course, is one who is going to, who is going to uh, respond to this. And of course, AOC... Probably not the greatest person to respond to anything because, how do I put this? She's stupid. And she responded to it exactly the way you'd think she'd respond to it because you know what? There's no defending it. Now, here's two minutes of this clip. Now, I do want to warn you. She's on CNN. She's with Jake Tapper. And if you watch the video, Jake Tapper doesn't buy any of her crap. He's looking, and Jake Tapper is actually quite moderate. He's looking at her like, what? And you can hear it in his voice. But AOC's answer here was actually about five minutes long. That's kind of important. You can tell she has no idea how to defend this when she sits there and takes five minutes to answer a question about it. The reason it takes her five minutes is because she just filibusters. That's what Democrats do. That's why when I see this happening in a, a Republican debate, it drives me crazy. Nikki Haley does this all the time. She's asked a question or somebody else asks her a question and she filibusters when she doesn't know the answer. So here's AOC doing just that. Let's just listen. And then she goes off into some, she goes off into some, you know, faraway plane on something that has nothing to do with, with Jamal Bowman. And... <laughs> Uh, just listen. Interesting moment uh, over the weekend when your New York colleague, Congressman Jamal Bowman, and he's under investigation for this now after Capitol Police say he pulled a fire alarm mm -hmm. in one of the House office buildings. Democrats were trying to delay a vote, a final vote on the bill. Uh, there he is uh, pulling the fire alarm. He says it was an accident. He thought pulling the alarm would open a door uh, based on the fact that the doors to his right there were locked and there was a sign that he said he was, con I think someone said it was confusing. I I'll be honest, uh, it doesn't really make sense to me, his explanation. Have you talked to him? What's going on? I mean, listen, I think if you actually do see some of the photos of the signs, I think there's, there's something to be said about the government's about to shut down. There's a vote clock that's going down. The exits that are normally open in that building were suddenly closed. He, so you pulled a fire alarm? So I'm, I'm, what I am here to say is that House administration and U.S. Capitol Police and Jamal Bowman are inactive and he's fully participating in saying there was a misunderstanding. But what I do think is important to raise is the fact that Republicans 
representatives like Nicole Maliotakis and others immediately moved to file motions to censure, motions to expel, before there, before there has even been conversations that are, that are finished to even see if there was a misunderstanding here. But what they did do, while they did that, what they did not do was to commit to the same when George Santos was actually found guilty after a thorough investigation of 13 federal charges. He's indicted on everything from wire fraud to actual lying of, of House investigators. And they have been buddying up and giggling with him on the House floor. And they are protecting someone who has lied to the American people, lied to the United States House of Representatives, lied to congressional investigators, but they're fire, uh, filing a motion of, to expel a member who in a moment of panic was trying to escape a vestibule. This is typical Democrat BS. Uh, don't look at this, look over here, look over here, look over here. First off, no one, no one was talking about censoring him. No one was talking about expelling him. No one filed anything. There's investigations, which I don't think we really need much of an investigation here. No one even said we're calling for investigations. They said, yeah, we, we need to figure out what the hell happened. If this actually did happen, that's a problem. But no one was calling for anything. They said, we need to investigate what's going on. We need to find out what happened, why this happened. And if this happened, yeah, there need to be consequences, including expelling. But no one filed anything. So none of this stuff happened. But you notice how she goes? Republicans. Um, a Republican didn't pull the fire alarm. There was a while, a while back, my daughter um, was caught uh, outside. She was 17 years old, 16 years, 16, 17, was outside, caught uh, by the police being out of the house after 10 o'clock because there's strict curfew rules. You know, when there were laws and stuff. There was strict curfew rules. She was caught after being out after 10 o'clock. And she ended up getting picked up and taken to the taken to the police station, to jail. She wasn't put in jail or anything. She was 16. They weren't going to do that. And we picked her up. And we she started going off on how... It was our fault. It was the policeman's fault. It was, she was on the train and she, there was, she was inside on the train and the policeman caught her. And I mean, she came up with every excuse in the world, how everybody else around her, her entire environment victimized her. And it had nothing to do with her. This is what AOC is doing right now. She's like a 16 year old. Pointing to George Santos? No Republican is supporting George Santos. The Republican Party is now trying to primary him. And he's from New York. We're thrilled that, we, that a Republican even won in New York. But he's being primaried. He's going to be out in 2024. He has no committee assignments. What is she talking about? Jamal Bowman has all sorts of, he's probably, he's probably going to lose his committee assignments, but he has a bunch of committee assignments. How are you blaming George Santos and Republicans for setting off the alarm during a, a government shutdown vote? But that's, that's all Democrats have. That's all Democrats. And she has to defend him because he's part of the squad. Now, here's the thing. This, this is what should happen. 
Uh, Bowman should be charged with, with the felonies. He should be charged. Capitol Police should charge him and the city of Washington, D.C. should charge him. Because that's essentially what, I mean, we charge people for this, right? January 6th, right? There are people in jail right now, in prison right now for 17 years over January 6th. This guy did exactly the same thing. Easily should be spending 17 years in jail. He should be charged with insurrection, right? Shouldn't he? Okay, so he should be charged with felonies. He should have to go to court. Um, he should be expelled from Congress. This guy never should have been elected to Congress. Now, I'm not a big... He, it, this will not happen. I'm not a big fan of expelling someone who was elected. Okay, democracy. Yes, he's an idiot. But democracy. So I'm not a big fan of expelling this guy. But he, he should be expelled. This is in, inexcusable. This is just a terrible thing to do. Um, he's going to be censured. That's essentially what's going to happen. And then censuring means he sits up front in front of Congress and everyone yells at him. That, that's what a censure is. It's nothing. And then this guy, again, everyone will give him a standing ovation. I'm telling you, uh, read my mind here. He will be given a standing ovation by Democrats and he will say he's being persecuted. He will make himself into a victim again. And the censure will have completely the opposite results. Personally, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna charge him with felonies, if you're not gonna expel him, forget the censure. It's not it's 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 worthless, it's a waste of time, and he's just gonna make it that he's a victim. That's what's gonna happen. Don't even bother with it. Um, if nothing happens, which nothing's gonna happen, I would expect never to hear about January 6th again. I would expect never to hear it. I don't want to hear about January 6th. I don't want to hear about a threat to democracy. I don't want to hear about the procedures were broken, how the government, how democracy was under threat, how the government was going to implode, how dogs and cats were going to get along, how the whole, whole base of nature was going to upheave. I don't want to hear it anymore because your guy just did the same thing. He committed two felonies to stop a procedure in Congress, and it did stop the procedure in Congress for the same amount of time that January 6th did. So I don't want to hear it. And he does gets nothing. So that's what I want to hear. And by the way, last but not least, I don't want to hear any more about investigation. I don't want any investigations. Listen, we've got the video. Give it to the police. Charge him. Here's the video. No investigations, either expel them or don't. That's it. That's it. Nothing more. I don't want to have a two-day, three-day investigation over this where 50 people are being interviewed. That's a waste of time. And it's not going to accomplish anything. Either expel them or don't. If you decide to expel them, then you have to go through the procedure. But if you're not going to expel them, don't bother. Don't bother censuring them. It's, it's worthless. It's going to have the opposite effect. Okay. So that's what I personally think. I don't think anything's going to come of this. I don't think he's going to get charged. I don't think anything is going to happen here. Well, then you might as well just forget it. But if I hear about January 6th, well, what about Jamal Bowman? And I'm sorry, that is whataboutism. It's stupid. AOC does that. But that's it. That will end the conversation. Yeah. Well, Jamal Bowman didn't get 17 years in prison 
for doing the same thing. So let's not even talk about January 6th anymore. Everybody in January 6th who belongs in jail is in jail. So I I don't want to hear it. Jamal Bowman did the same damn thing. Nothing happened to him. No more January 6th. It's finished. Threat to democracy is over. Well, I really wanted to get to this last story. I'm not going to get to it today. We'll just have to wait until tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. California, they had some ideas who they wanted to be senator. They finally picked one. She's, She's a moron. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll also talk about how the left is beginning to build little places in Texas so that we can create a shantytown of illegal aliens. This is an amazing story. I may spend the entire day on this one because it is just growing and growing and growing. It happened last week. I didn't talk about it last week because I wanted to hear more about it. About it, And now I've heard a lot about it and it's just an incredible story. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. I hope you guys have a great day. God bless you. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talk Politics.